I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Scant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Remedy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tova and Janice and And Kevin. I'm going to embrace my... uh, my inclusion into the intro. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> I think you should. I think it's a good thing. I'm going to try to do something a little different each week. I did. Oh, good. I did something different that time. Did that you notice was, it? That was. You said Tova. Yeah. And yeah, not Tova Cito. Why yeah. did you do that? I don't know. Just thought I'd mix it up. Everybody knows your last name is listening anyway. That's a good point. <laughs> I just thought I'd mix it up. Okay. We need to thank our sponsor for this week, Susan Pettit. From Dallas, Texas, we are so grateful for your incredibly generous contribution to The Remedy. Yes, thank you, Susan, so much. We are so excited and so grateful um, to all of our listeners and all of our sponsors. We could not have this show without you, so we really, really, really appreciate it. Um, Susan actually sponsored this one and our next one. Oh, it's so nice. I know. So very generous. Very, thank you. Very, thank you. Thank very you. Very generous. So um, if you are loving what we're doing and you would like to be a part of it, we would so appreciate it. We make it super simple. All you have to do is go to tovacito.com and click on the remedy or um, you can Venmo us at at tova-cito. And every episode is about $200. But any amount is super appreciated. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our sponsors. Um, Okay, Janice, I'm super excited about our uh, topic today. Me too. Me too. I love it. And and I think you did. We just recorded another one. and You were just explaining what we were going to talk about too. Um, to, yeah, our guest. Yeah, yeah, to our guest. And I was like, oh, this is perfectly articulated. So why don't you introduce our topic for today? Okay. Um, well, first of all, I have a joke. Y'all want to hear it? Oh, sure. Yeah, Up for a joke really yeah. quick? Yeah. Tom Always. told me this. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Tom. Uh, so uh, how many therapists does it take to change a light bulb? Oh, I don't know. How many? One, but the light bulb really want, has to want to change. <laughs> That's a dad joke, that isn't is it? That's her Tom. That is. <laughs> I love that. Good job, Tom. <laughs> I think that's adorable. That's a good one. I thought it was a good one, too. Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks, uh, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Um, okay, so I um, there is a man named uh, Reed Tracy, and he is the CEO of Hay House Publishing Company. And um, he, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Hay House Publishing, they publish they publish all sorts of books, but they publish a lot of self help books and some really inspirational books. And uh, they uh, it's that that publishing company was started by Louise Hay, and then another very influential man in the expansion of that was Wayne Dyer, and both of those individuals are people that I've read 
Wayne Dyer was a huge influence on me when I was when I after I got my divorce I read everything that I could get my hands on from him and Louise Louise Hay you can change your life is an amazing book also but um so Reed Tracy sends out this this newsletter periodically and I got one a couple of a couple of days ago or maybe it was a week ago and one of the things he said as as CEO of that company there he has a lot of questions and needs a lot of guidance so he always goes to Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer in his prayer and that they are on his spiritual board of directors <laughs> and so he then he said you know who would you have on your spiritual board of directors and when i read that newsletter i thought oh my gosh i love that idea of having a spiritual board of directors people who have transitioned on mm -hmm. to the next life and that are that can be there to help guide us in our decisions in our relationships and our spiritual life because now that they are there and some of their characteristics when they were on earth are the characteristics that we may need a little piece of that from mm -hmm. so i thought it would be really fun for the three of us to be able to think about who would we want on our spiritual board of directors and why mm -hmm. so that's that's the premise behind all of this i love i absolutely love this i do um, too and i've never thought about it i mean me I, neither i have absolutely but and we've talked about this as friends and with me in therapy with you uh, how people who have transitioned who are are no longer here are still very much a part of i mean you and i believe it deeply of our day-to-day -day life yes yes and we've I experienced agree. it yes we have deeply yeah and and yet um I, I i love the permission that this idea gives our listeners because mm -hmm. i think that there are a lot of people who number one have never thought about that uh-huh number two never tapped into that Number three, maybe they think it's a little woo-woo. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's okay. And that's okay, too. But I just, in my mind and in my experience, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that the people who are my spiritual guardians and, and guides are a very much a part of my day today. Yeah, I agree, Tova. And I think that, and what I love about it so much is that part of what is so difficult when people that you love transition is you miss them so much. And if the, I like the idea, I can like visualize, if I shut my eyes, I can just visualize the people that I would want on my spiritual board of directors sitting around a table <laughs> and and me being able to say, hey, well, you know, as a board, if you have a company and you have board of directors, mm -hmm. they're there to guide you and to help you make the decisions that are gonna be right for the company. Mm -hmm. And so we can tap into that by asking for some guidance or some direction or can you give me a sign or mm -hmm. any of those things and i think that mm -hmm. you know there's there's we have a lot of we've all, a lot of us have been raised in the church and we have a lot of um 
principles that are important to us and that we, you know, love your neighbor. And there's a whole lot of biblical lessons that we've learned. And I like the spiritual board of directors in conjunction with that, because these are people who knew me Mm -hmm. and who loved me Mm -hmm. and whom I loved and admired so much. So anyway, that's what we're going to do. And we believe can still have great influence yes on and in our lives even though they're no longer with us on earth yeah um that they the impact of their life is not over on our lives yeah i i think it is biblical to believe that that life even if you if you transition from this life to the next life and that's why i love that word transition me too because they're gone they're dead they the past i mean those are such finite yeah words it's with over a, it's over with an yeah. ending and and the bible says one of the best things the bible says is love never ends yeah love never ends and yeah i just got chill bumps when you said that yes and it's true oh and it's so true and so if love if we have been promised by our god that love never ends then that means it continues. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> it, it does. Even in death. Yes. And and the Bible is even very specific that even in death, it love does not end. And so that means it continues, and yeah. that we can that we can count on that love that we and that we once shared here continue to share. Mm-hmm there wherever there is yeah (laughs) i I think there's here yeah oh i do too yeah yeah because once you get there you're here right (laughs) you know (laughs) i totally get it you know how many people are scratching their head just rewinded it 30 seconds yeah like oh i can't wait to get there and then when you're finally there you're not there anymore you're You're here here. It's very, very high intellectual stuff. Totally. One day you'll be as you'll, you'll be as evolved as Janice yeah. and I. <laughs> Poor thing. So why don't you start, Tova? Who? So do you want to do it one person mm-hmm. at a time mm-hmm. and just roll through the three of us? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't have any. <laughs> you don't. You no. don't. I need to listen to you guys for a little while and kind okay. of get this concept Okay, down. okay, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll each That's go good. over That's one, fair. and then if there's something, you might have an idea. Okay. So, Kev, to to that point, does this sound, and I love it because you'll be honest, does this sound a little woo-woo to you? Um, what does woo-woo mean? Uh, how would you describe woo-woo? Uh, out there? Is this an out there concept for you? Um, a little bit. It's not that... Like that strange, like no, no, <laughs> space. Not too much. Okay, good. Okay, good. because I'm thinking that there's probably people out there who are like, either they think it's a little bit weird or it's a new concept. Or it's a I think it's different. kind of like learning a new game where you have to kind of start playing it, and as you go, you figure it out. Yeah, because it uh-huh. sounds kind of confusing. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Well, we'll hopefully clarify that. Okay. I think so. I get the. The basics though that's cool. a great description yeah it is <laughs> what? it's like playing right. a new game playing I a board know, game now I, everybody knows exactly what you're talking about that's okay, right cool. glad it could help <laughs> um okay um yes i'm happy to start so i i only have a a cup of th- i have 
Well, if I include my dog, Fred, which I would like to include. Oh, Fred. <laughs> of course you can include Fred. I only have. Is he talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just reminds me of a lot of really sweet things. But um, so my number one, and the people who know me would probably guess that. Number one, most influential day-to-day, rely on, go to, get strength, hope peace is Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, I think I've shared this before, but every single morning um, before I even get out of bed, I say, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Please light my path. Show me the way today and give me the courage to follow. And <clears throat> that doesn't mean I do everything perfectly because I don't. Um, but that, that prayer that version of that prayer that I say out loud every day allows me, it gives me the strength to trust Mm -hmm. that wherever today Mm -hmm. takes me, you know, I have an agenda and I have things that I have to do and I need to work and I need to go to the grocery store and all the things. But if, if, if life takes me on a left turn, I trust the left turn Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. because I believe that if, if I have asked for God to be with me and light my path, show me the way and give me the courage to follow that wherever he takes me is exactly where I'm meant yeah. to go. Yeah. So this doesn't have to be someone that you knew like physically. Well, well the rest of mine are for the oh, okay. most part it is, you know, but, but, but it can be, I mean, it can be anything you want it to be, you know, whatever yeah. is, it can be anything, whatever yeah. speaks to you. Yeah. So I, okay. That is woo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I think for me when it just comes to to God and that and my faith that 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 having him at the seat of the table of Tovacito board of directors uh-huh. just brings me a lot of comfort. Yeah. And especially yeah. uh when I was getting divorced. Yeah. You know when you're when you're married, when I was married, I felt like I was a part of a team. I had a wingman. I had someone to really um, uh, have my back, bounce off big decisions with, um, and I have to say when I, and if I have the share of financial responsibility, uh-huh. you know all the all the things, and so when yeah, I mean we've heard this a thousand times when somebody comes and sits in our office and says they want to get divorced but they can't because they're scared. Mm-hmm. It's all those things that they're scared sure. of. They're scared to be alone. They're scared of financial. They're scared of what it's going to do the kids and all the things and so yes those fears were very real for me and there was a a new reliance that I had on on God and my faith because I thought I can't do this alone Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I really can't Mm -hmm. and I don't want to Mm -hmm. and so I had to find like a new wingman Mm -hmm. you know to Mm -hmm. and uh and it wasn't easy, and it, it doesn't mean all, you know everything's been easy or whatever. But but having having God as the head of my spiritual board of directors just it 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 means everything to yeah. me. Yeah, it brings me the peace and joy and hope, and and it's allowed me to let go of all my fears. Yeah, yeah, which I really yeah. Appreciate. I I too like that. I have a I have a prayer that I say every day. It's third step prayer of uh alcoholics anonymous that is uh that is 
that is you know tapping into the god source and so when i when i talk about my spiritual board of directors i visualize so the uh, the people that are on my board of spiritual board of directors are all very godly people they were mm-hmm. very godly people when they walked the earth mm-hmm. and so i visualize the the god spirit going through my board oops through mm-hmm. my board of directors mm-hmm. and so but i can tap into one for one thing and the other one for the other thing so that. that's kind of the way i look at that and that's a great uh, visualization but it's a little and, different from but yours like it. but it's yeah, yeah so it's all kind of the same thing yeah you know so um so my my number one would probably be my father my father was uh, a deacon in the church he was without a doubt the most godly man i've ever known personally he was tender he was loving he you know he he was successful he wasn't crazy i mean he was he was a stockbroker and he was successful owned a newspaper at one point in time but he was a very family oriented man and and my and loved once the grand my kids were born and he had grandchildren he was just a very sweet special man and so i whenever i want to tap into to my dad one of the things that I will will say, okay, Dad, I need some strength mm. right now. I'm tired of putzing with this. I don't know that I want to even finish this. So I want you to help give me strength and also just business direction. Mm. You know, and so, and I can picture my dad, I can just shut my eyes and picture my dad saying, he called me Blondie. He'd say, (laughs) okay, Blondie, here I am. I'm just going to help you along that path. So that's probably my number one human on that. And he, because he was so, well, I mean, all of them were very, very spiritual. Mm. So have have you, have you ever, have have you ever had a physical, uh, manifestation or I don't know how to ask this question have you ever have has there ever been any physical evidence of your dad since he's transitioned on in your life oh my gosh yes when the day that he transitioned I had been with him that day in Lubbock Brent and I my oldest daughter and I had been there and he um he had he loved cardinals and he had little carved statues of cardinals he had a friend who did a beautiful carving of carving of cardinals and um and the day my dad died so i i left lubbock and went home and i was in the kitchen making some cookies and this cardinal came so i so my mother called and she said your dad died Mm -hmm. and he dropped dead he had never he wasn't even taking any medicine and how old was he janice he was i guess he was like 74 maybe young i know he was too young and too young um, and my so at that point so i sat down i had this little chase in my house and i sat down on it and there was a cardinal that ran into my window four times and just tapped on the window and i was like 
oh my gosh. And then we, the, I mean, there were a couple of more experiences like that, that like he always carried toothpicks in his pocket. And, um, and my mother had a little toothpick by her makeup mirror that she used to separate her eyelashes when the mascara made it sticky. And, but we called that half a, half a pick because he would take a toothpick, break it in half, put one half in his pocket, and then use the other half for to pick his teeth, I guess, whatever it was. And so my, I went that the day before, or two days after my dad died, I, I told my mom, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to go to this gym and work out. She said, okay. And she sat, and she used a full toothpick to do her eyelashes. And she said that she sat down at the makeup mirror and she felt this whoosh behind her. And she was like, Jan, is that you? And I was gone, and she looked down, and her toothpick was broken in half. Oh, that chokes me up. I know. <laughs> so and so, so I see. I'll have uh, cardinals at the lake. They'll come and sit on my railing, uh, and I always know that that that's not my dad. But I think <laughs> that he uses a cardinal to let us know that that his spirit is there. So I know my dad's spirit is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just. I know it with every fiber of my being. So, so, but he would be definitely on my spiritual board of directors. And, and how comforting when you get those signs. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. You just, you know that everything you've been taught and, and you've believed is true. Yes. <laughs> it's legit. And it's so hard in our limited mind to, to understand the capacity that exists beyond this world. Yeah. But I believe that it's so much bigger and greater than our little minds yeah. could ever <clears throat> conceptualize. Yeah. And and the one week to the day when I got back from Lubbock and I sat down on my chase, a cardinal did four taps on the window again. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, just. Undeniable. Undeniable. Yeah. Undeniable. Uh, undeniable. But anyway. And when you have those moments, those undeniable moments, it's like seeing something you can't unsee it i know like now you could never deny no matter what to the death no what that was to you that's right what that was period yeah that's right so cardinals are a big sign for me as well as Uh you know uh um so charlie my son who passed Uh away um when he so so topher uh my Uh ex-husband we were married at the time when we had charlie and uh, he is a huge Cardinal fan. Uh-huh. Um, he's from St. Louis. Uh-huh. And so oh, uh-huh. his family loves the Cardinals uh-huh. baseball team. The baseball team. Uh-huh. Yes. And so Charlie had a lot of Cardinal things, jerseys. Oh. And, <laughs> you know, he's always, and his favorite color was red. Uh-huh. I just knew it. He came alive whenever he saw red. And, um, and so we knew he was sick. We didn't know what it was. We didn't know we were coming to understand the diagnosis Mm -hmm. and, um, and we knew that he was terminally ill. We didn't know, you know, but we'd spent a lot of time in the hospital. Charlie at this point was probably five months. He died at almost nine and at Mm -hmm. five or six months, we, we had spent some time in the hospital and had some tests done and then we got to go home and we were waiting for the results. And Topher during this time hardly worked. I mean, he just, he couldn't. 
Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. it was oh, just I can't, too I hard. I just can't imagine. And so we were sitting outside on our patio waiting for the phone to ring, um, our home phone to ring. This is 2003. And <laughs> uh, the phone call came, was the hospital, and it was bad news. And, you know, there was no speaker or mm-hmm. whatever. Topher was just listening to whatever the doctor was saying, and I didn't listen to it. And I was just sitting there looking at Charlie. But I knew that it was bad news. And I knew, I knew that from what Topher was saying, that they were telling us it was time to go on hospice, that there was nothing else anybody could do. And so I'm listening to it, and I'm looking at Charlie, and a cardinal comes and lands. I, I was laying in like a like a chase, um, like a layout. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what to call this. Chase lounge. Yeah, chase chase lounge. And a cardinal comes. I'm holding Charlie's hands, and he's sitting on, you know, my knees. And a cardinal comes and lands on my arm, on the arm chair of the chase lounge. I mean, no bird has ever been that close to me in my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. And I looked at it, and Topher looked at it, and we just knew that this was a sign from heaven. And I knew in that moment that once Charlie transitioned, that that would be mm-hmm. my sign. That whenever I saw it or felt, you know, heard it, I know that I don't know bird chirps. I can I can hear a cardinal. I can too. <laughs> three miles away. <laughs> I'm like, you hear that cardinal? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, Tova, when you think about Charlie sitting on your Mm -hmm. spiritual board of directors, Mm -hmm. what would he be offering to you? He totally offers two things to me. And I I go to him for these things. Um, Charlie and I experienced unconditional love. Uh It's the only person that I have ever experienced. I felt like he looked right to my soul. I feel like I looked right to his. Mm -hmm. He had these eyes that knew me and I knew him. And, you know, he only lived for nine months. And so he never pissed me off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, people say that unconditional love doesn't exist, but it, I got to experience that with Charlie. Mm -hmm. And I believe he experienced that with me. Oh, yeah. Um, I really do. And so there was just this beautiful connection. Um, you know, you taught me, I thought you could have unconditional love. Our love is all kinds of conditional. All kinds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it, I will love the person I'm with, but if they cheat on me, I will fall out of love. So there's conditions with that love, you know, you taught me that. Um, but with Charlie, there was no, there. Yeah. I think with kids, it's, you pretty much love unconditionally yeah well I certainly felt that with yeah. Charlie and then also Charlie offers me hope uh-huh. because I had never experienced a death and especially like that yeah and I believed I mean people say all the time if you lose a child it's the worst thing that could ever happen and and it it felt like I mean I was 30 I don't know I was 32 when I lost Charlie, and that's the worst thing that had ever happened. And I did not know how I would ever recover. And I didn't have a lot of hope to recover. And yet I recovered. And, and it, it, Charlie taught me 
that even in impossible, it's there's possible, it's possible. Mm-hmm. And so the symbol, like the board of directors gift that he gives me is there's always hope. Mm-hmm. There's always hope. And regardless of the pain, the situation, how destitute, how, how bad the news is, how horrible the accident was, how terrible he hurt you or she hurt you, there really is always hope. And what a gift. Yeah. What a gift. Because you, if there's hope, you get through it. Yeah. And I believe that we can get through anything. Well, I think that, that, is, that that's a wonderful gift that he gave you because as painful as it was, most people don't have that. Yeah. And I'm, if I had, if those are, I mean, that's one of the most beautiful lessons I think that you can like really learn. I, I believe conceptually you can hear that, but to really know that and to believe know it. that. Yeah. And, and I like giving that to other people. Yeah. You know, I like so sharing wonderful. that gift, borrow, borrow our hope. Yeah. You have that hope. Yeah, I do have that hope. Yes. I know that you believe there's absolutely nothing that you can't recover from, come back from. Mm-hmm. be redeemed from be forgiven for there's always hope i do yep. i believe it too yep. that's amazing what about you well probably the second person would be my mom mm-hmm. and uh my mom transitioned i guess it's been three years ago maybe four but my mother was a very she was a very proper woman um and and she was very pretty and she was very sweet as the older she got the sweeter she got and everything i mean she was raising my sister and i and we were not (laughs) we weren't that easy (laughs) but but what what i what i go to my mom for is when i feel alone i go to her Mm. for for i can feel her arms around me mm. you know and it's and and she if she because she was so proper she did things right mm. as far as being always kind always generous to people and and what an so amazing thing to say yeah she was just lovely wow and so she, you know, when I'm like, oh, I'm just so frustrated with so-and-so or, you know, if somebody messes with my children or something, you know, and I'm like, and I can just, I can just see my mother just not, not scolding at all, but say, just be kind, mm. just be kind. That was her, that was her, was her mantra, just be kind. And did you always experience her kind? Uh, no, not, well... Actually, yes. Now she would she would get mad at us when we were younger, mm-hmm. you know, and she would yell some then. But she stopped doing that probably by the time we were ten. But mm-hmm. she was gracious and kind to everybody. Mm-hmm. What she a, was she was lovely. She really was. I think that using that word to describe a woman is is such a unique word. It's it's a special. It word, is a isn't very it? special word. Yeah. Because I'm a lot of things, but I'm not lovely. I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I was at a wedding a couple <laughs> of weeks ago, and uh, Margot Perot uh-huh, um, uh-huh. was there, and I just 
got to talk to her and some of her kids and grandkids were there and that's exactly what I said to how I described I said your grandmother is so lovely uh-huh. like there is something so unique about that word like I there is an essence mm-hmm. that comes with that word that, kind of a graciousness mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. what it what an amazing thing to call on a, amazing quality and person to call on and when you need it yeah yeah I can't imagine you ever feeling lonely I think sometimes I feel lonely when I am struggling with something that's going on primarily with my children mm-hmm. like you know if one of my daughters are having something go on I feel like that that I feel lonely in that in that I I I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to make it better. And I know it's not my job. You know, I know I can't solve the problem. I can't make sure that things are going to turn out okay for them. So I feel lonely in that place because it's not the sort of thing that you're going to sit around and, you know, you're out to dinner with your friends and you're like, I feel so lonely because I can't <laughs> fix my kids. Or, or you know, nobody really wants to hear that, you know. So so that that, that, it, that those are my lonely spots because I feel like I have a responsibility to them to be really strong and positive. And, and then, you know, so I, so in that's, I do, I, that's mine. Mm-hmm. That's my lonely thing that I get to work on. Mm-hmm. But my mom is there to give me strength because she will say, I can hear her, I can hear it come out of her mouth. Just be kind, oh, you know, really and that, good. so then I'm like, okay. Well, I guess there's not much else I can do. No, you know. But anyway, I um, I I think that that's the only time I see you really struggle is when your children struggle and you can't do a damn thing about it. It's the only time I ever see, like, jam- I guy like I see yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it brings tears to my eyes because mm-hmm. you just don't want them hurting yeah yeah and there's not nothing you can do no nothing no just be kind yeah (laughs) and sometimes that's a little hard (laughs) especially if the pain that they're experiencing is because of somebody else Uh i mean exactly that's that's pretty tough yeah yeah i'd rather kick kick some ass (laughs) (laughs) and my mother would never say that (laughs) that's why i'm not lovely (laughs) my children when i transition they will never ever one time use that word to describe their mother (laughs) they're not going to sit around and talk about how lovely i was (laughs) um okay so my my mom's on my list too she is yes but not because she was lovely Um, I have this strange sense about my mom since she's died. So I, I don't think it's since she's transitioned. Uh-huh. I don't think it's any secret that we struggled right, with right. our relationship. She was a tough mom. She was a tough human. She had a lot of demons. She did not. She was not equipped to be a good mother. She was abusive, emotionally, physically. I mean, it was tough being her daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, you know, it wasn't until she got sick and she couldn't 
she didn't have the energy yeah physically or emotionally to fight that she kind of lost her fight um so it wasn't until the very end when she was dying and uh that that her spirit softened but i have this sense about my mom that since she's transitioned that she's she sees herself in a new way and that she's healed from all of her pain and demons and she is an amazing mother on the other on the other side wherever that is can you feel her mothering you yes oh i love that and i can feel her protecting me Oh, and I can feel her man- manipulating things in my life, whether it's career, financial, uh, who I date. I believe my mother has a lot to do with the good things that have come my way uh, since, especially since my divorce. Oh my gosh, that has to have totally resolved the past totally i have i love that for you that's why i i can love my mom so much and totally forgive her because i feel her desire to be an amazing mom she's doing everything on the other side that she wished she could have done here and she didn't she didn't have the capacity she didn't have the capacity i do believe that every pretty much most parents are doing exactly what they think they should be doing even if it's not worth a flip but she knows now and now she's like okay now i can make amends to you yes and now that she knows better she can do better and i believe she is doing better i believe i feel her protection i feel her strength and i feel her i even feel her moving things on my behalf so that I can be more successful. I love that. Yeah, I feel it. I know it. That just, that writes all the wrongs. It writes all the wrongs. I love that. Yeah. It's, a, it's been an amazing healing. And, and I don't even have one thing concrete to, like, if you know how I asked you, do you have you ever had a physical manifestation? Mm-hmm. I don't have anything. It's just how I feel. Well, it's a knowing. It's a knowing, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, that's a great word. Yeah. What about you next? Uh, probably my father's mother, my grandmother, Sterling. Mm-hmm. We called her Grandmommy. And she was a, she had, let's see, I, there were seven kids. She had six sons and one daughter. Her last wow. one born was a daughter. They lived out on a ranch. My grandfather was a rancher. Wow. And they, like, at one point, their house burned down because all the brothers were wrestling and knocked over a gas flame and the house oh, burned down. Oh, my gosh. And she she was a fisherwoman, and she would run the trot line. They had a little lake house, and she would run the trot line. And there were, there were 19 of we grandchildren, and she would all go out to her lake house, and she would, you know, she had her dock lined with all the fish heads that she would chop off when she would what? run the trot She's line. She's a beast. She was a beast. And she would catch like 33-pound catfish. And she, but she loved her grandchildren. Mm, and like you. she would, she would cook for them. She, she would get hundreds of eggs and blow out the yolk and stuff 
cut the top off and fill them with little bits of paper and put something over the top so we could throw eggs, confetti eggs at each other. I mean, long before you ever could, ever even could buy it. She made confetti eggs. This is and unbelievable. She was amazing. But I think the thing, and I, when I would spend the night with her, if we, she lived in Snyder, so they lived out on the ranch. And then once my, once her kids all grew up, they moved into Snyder. It's a West Texas town. And I would spend the night with her and she'd say, Janie, what do you want for breakfast? And I'd be like, Grandmommy, I think I want a hamburger. Because they didn't, they, we had steak because he was a rancher uh-huh. for Thanksgiving, Christmas. <laughs> there was pork, but no chicken. And so she would fry me a pan, a skillet fried hamburger that was the most delicious thing you could ever imagine for breakfast. And she was so giving. Aww. And that's what I loved about her and what I so appreciated about her and what I I'm not nearly as giving as she is with my grandchildren I want to be more but I but she she modeled that for me and the bit the love that she had for all of her grandchildren I mean at Christmas think about it think about all the people and she would give us a five dollar bill and she would hand make us something like a pair of socks or she knitted like crazy but she was just giving and so I think about her a lot when I'm with my grandchildren because she was she was tap into that uh huh. But she was giving. You sound like her. I mean, you're the way that you're describing her. It sounds a lot like you. You think? Yes. Oh, she was. I mean, gritty but kind. <laughs> and you're. I look at you, and I think you're incredibly generous with your children and grandchildren. Well, I like to be with your time, with your money, with your. I, all I have seen you be incredibly generous oh, well, on all fronts. Well, that would make my grandmommy happy. <laughs> well, it's you sound like her. I can see you and Blair having a fish line with heads all lined up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> I would be scared to see Blair with like a trot line and a knife. <laughs> That chick could get her done. <laughs> I'm sure your other two could too, but I just know Blair better. She, but, uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, the way she teaches yoga scares me sometimes. <laughs> like, wow, That's that hilarious. that was tough. I have to be ready. Yeah, no, I know. That's I what I hear. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay. She's so tough. what's your next one? My last one is um oh. Okay, sorry. I just got a text and I forgot about something. <laughs> Do you need to go somewhere? No, well, eventually, but, <laughs> but we're going to finish. <laughs> Are you still coming over today was the text. Oh, and I was like, later. <laughs> Do you know how bad I am about, oh, I'm just so disappointed in myself how bad I am about texting. But okay, back to the last one. My last one is, yeah. of course, my precious Louisa, my uh-huh. daughter who passed away. Now she was gritty. She was. Oh, feisty. She had two speeds, zero or a hundred. She was either smiling or screaming. Like, it, there, like Charlie w- lived at a five. I never experienced him at a two or, or a zero or a 10. Lou, ne- I never saw her at a five. 
and she was only zero or a hundred <laughs> or ten or whatever. Um, but I, what I borrow from her, what she, uh-huh. where she really inspires me and where she's my board of directors is when I need strength uh-huh. Uh-huh. and grit. Uh-huh. Um, if I have a big, uh, you know, if I'm speaking at a big conference or I need to have a tough conversation with somebody mm-hmm. that I love or, mm-hmm. or I've messed up royally and I need to just tap into some grit and strength i walk up to the cemetery and i mean which is 0.5 miles from my house and i will draw strength from louisa and yeah we just have a chat and i mean i charlie is just that love and Uh sweetness and he's just gonna love me even if i screwed up at the presentation or the conference or Mm -hmm. whatever and Lou would be like, well, just get out there and kick ass. Yeah. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. You know? I love that. Yeah. She's, she's, she was a gritty, she is a gritty girl. And she gives me a ton of strength. She makes me fearless. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's so cool that, that you can benefit from their energy now. It just makes it, oh, that's so precious. You know what's interesting about you saying that? I benefit more from their energy as where they are from where they are than I do from my children who are with me now what's because they're filled that's the holy spirit that is working through their spirit yes so I picture all of those 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 attributes as being just bigger than they've ever been yes and they're in a place where they aren't taking anything no they're just giving my kids Mm -hmm. here just take Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of leeches and, and and bats sucking all kinds of blood from me <laughs> today in particular yeah. Thomas had a hard day oh i came in here cussing <laughs> about my kids <laughs> uh to and so yeah anyway, i get a lot of strength cool. and peace from from my children who've passed on that's which, really which really really cool, cool. My last one, really quick, is my other grandmother, my mother's mother. And we called her Mama. And she was just fun. We would sit sit on the floor and play jacks for hours. She would say, Janie, do you want a cherry cream pie? And I'd say, yeah, I believe I do. And she'd just make me a pie and put it in front of me with a Dr. Pepper (laughs) and a fork. <laughs> we could just have the whole pie, and, we'd and you could start wherever you wanted. <laughs> it was my That's pie, adorable. And she would hula hoop with me. We would hula hoop to uh, that Fats Domino song. Let's do the twist. And she'd twist with us, and we would have dance parties. Are, are, do you think you're that kind of grandma too? Uh-huh, I am that kind of I grandmother. Mean, well, you do floss with your children. I do floss <laughs> with they your grandchildren. It. They hate it. <laughs> That is, I love, I love that she is the inspiration of your fun because you are super fun. I like to have fun. Does Tom, is he a fun guy? <laughs> he's fun. He's is fun, but go- he's a little more serious. He can be a lot of fun, but he works so hard mm. that he has to make special. I mean, he's fun. But he, but he, did, he's not as loosey goosey as I am. Are you? He, you're, he plans his fun. You're more spontaneous. Yeah. Well, and he just is so serious with his work right now that mm. he doesn't have really the time to be 
you know, he wouldn't, he won't, he won't come in and say, let's go to Hawaii or let's get, let's get on the plane and go somewhere mm. just for fun. Although we are going to Colorado on Thursday. So oh. first Spoon concert in Aspen. We're going to go visit some friends and Spoon the band is Tom and I both love them. I'm going to be in Aspen this weekend. You are? <laughs> are you going to the Spoon concert? No, <laughs> I'm going for a wedding. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That is, where are you staying? Uh, I can't remember. He made the reservations, we're, and we're going to Friday. Uh, we're going Sunday, Friday night. No, Saturday night and Sunday night. We're going to Spoon concert twice. That is well. It, isn't Spoon his favorite? Yeah, it's yeah. his favorite band. Yeah, you've talked about them before. Yeah, You're, you kind of follow them. You've seen yeah. them a ton, right? We've seen them a lot. Tom, yeah. Tom's even seen them more. But yeah, so we're gonna do that. I cannot believe we're both gonna be in Colorado. I know. <laughs> How funny. I, I bet we see each other, oh, don't you? I will scream. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I wish you were going to be in Colorado, Kev. That'd be yeah, so no, fun. Not me. Sorry, guys. Kevin, is there anybody on your spiritual board of directors you'd like to mention? God, I don't, I don't know. I would have to say um, the only two I can really think of would be both my maternal grandparents would both be on there. Because oh. they didn't live, you know, to see me really become an adult. But I still remember them so well from when I was young because... They just adored us so Aww. much, you know? Oh. And I always just felt really loved and appreciated with them. That's oh, adorable. that's really cool. So when you and Elise have babies, they'll be that source of all of that for you with an extra for dose. Sure. That's adorable. That's that, really cool. That you use the word appreciated. Yeah. They're very appreciative just to be with us, you know? Like, that's a cool word. That's a really cool word. I don't think my grandparents ever appreciated <laughs> me. <laughs> Oh, that Ever. they did. Oh, no, they More did. than you realize. <laughs> well, they <No>. should have. <laughs> yeah. You are worth appreciating, Kova. Uh, well, this was a great conversation. It was fun. It was a good reminder to me to access those people that mm-hmm. have passed on more than we do. They are there for they us. They are there. Yes. Yeah. To guide us, to love us, to bring us peace and joy yeah. and fun keep those dance parties going keep those dance parties keep going chopping those fishies heads <laughs> off <laughs> that's hilarious i want to meet that grandma uh-huh. i bet she was amazing she was and amazing. your lovely mama that i can't I wait to meet all we're all together again one day yeah it'll be fun yeah well we hope you all have an amazing week thank you janice thank you kev thank, thank you guys you, awesome Kevin. thank you tova love y'all you too <laughs>